Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bracewell, 140 from 78. Yes, that was the tail end of the first one day between the Black Caps and India over in Hyderabad. The Black Caps falling just short, although it could have been a heck of a lot worse at one stage, 131-odd for six before Michael Bracewell uh, teed off. Here to talk us through it for our Macca's feature interview, thanks to Mick Delivery, is Grant Elliott. Grant, thank you so much for calling in all the way from over there. <laughs> That's no problem, Kim, and nice to hear that Mitch is with you as well, who's had a lot of experience in this region. Oh, experience, yep. I could tell you what to eat and what to stay away from, Grant. Um, but I'm sure you've been indulging, mate. Um, yeah, good to hear you lined up against uh, with uh, Danny Morrison, mate. Kim's um, second fan club that she's created, Danny Morrison Honestly. Commentary <laughs> Fan Club and KJ Fan well, Club. Mitch is just making fan clubs out of nowhere for me at the moment, but he knows full well that he's my number one as far as cricketing fan clubs go. The creator of the Mitchell McLennigan uh, fan club on Facebook. Apparently so. <laughs> so. You're a member, well, Grant, well, actually, I, reckon, I think. Yeah, I, re- I reckon um, that the Danny Morrison fan club will have heaps of followers. Danny's so popular here. Like, you think that you can travel quite stealthily um, as a commentator, but everyone knows who Danny Morrison is and they always want their one pick with Danny. How's it going with Danny? Are you, are you really enjoying it? Because I know you're getting into the commentary. You would have wouldn't have probably commentated with Danny before. Has it uh, been a good good journey so far? Yeah, I'm loving it. I, I really love the energy that Danny brings. So I think you know he, everyone's different. Everyone brings a different sort of style to the the commentary box, I guess. And I mean, you know, these guys are so experienced as well um, as as broadcasters, not just you know cricket experts. So. Um, I just love the the energy that Danny brings, and uh, he invited me over to dinner. He knew someone in this region in Raipur where we were, so we went to dinner. And you speak about the food, Mitch, is quite funny. Um, they were serving everything that you're told, like you probably shouldn't eat in India. <laughs> and because I want to be polite, I was like, "Yeah, sure, no, I'll have that." <laughs> they were like, "Oh, how about this? You know, this is like an anchovy salad sort of thing." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, Perfect. yeah, loaded on the plate, loaded on the loaded on the plate." So I can't wait. Oh, geez, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> I, worse than an anchovy salad in India. Yeah. Yeah, but I woke up. I woke up fine this morning, um, and yeah, we had a good night. It was um, some good laughs, good stories. <laughs> oh, glad to hear it, Grant. On the uh, on the cricketing front, with the uh, greatest respect to your tales from the anchovy salad restaurant in India, uh, what did you make of the Black Caps' performance overall in that first one day? Yeah, I don't think it was a polished performance. I think there was a lot of um, sort of holes and, and cracks in in the game, and I think you know that that was covered up by. Michael Bracewell, who was mm. unbelievable, and and Mitch Satner, you can't take anything away from Mitch mm. Satner and the role he played. He played that, that role excellently. He just sort of gave uh, Beast the strike, and Beast just hit it out the park. He was brutal in the way that he, um, you know, took them apart. But I think it was, you know, the fielding was down a little bit, 
uh, from Black Caps' perspective. And I think we're missing a lot of experience in the bowling department. And when you look at their bowlers and how experienced they are um, in comparison to where we're at at the moment, uh, Henry Shipley was obviously a little bit nervous, couldn't quite find the lengths. And it was interesting. We bowled like a fourth and fifth stump line, um, which is outside the off stump, uh, almost getting trying to nick the batters off, whereas they bowled really straight. Um, and they were a lot more precise in, in the way that they sort of executed their bowling plans. So I wouldn't say it was polished, but I think that we did well to recover and, and almost win the game. Like it would have been one of the all-time greatest victories if we we had one because as you mentioned Kim you know at uh, 131 for six there were people leaving the stadium and even though there are people leaving the stadium and you know it's unlikely I remember turning to Ravi and I said Ravi you probably win one out of ten of these maybe from this position and he was like yeah probably one out of ten and then it just started happening they never let the the run rate get above 11.2 I think which was amazing with you know 25 overs to go it was at at 10 so it was unbelievable and that, that'll give them a lot of confidence but I think that we need to execute a lot better than we did in the first one. Yeah we'll talk I'm sure we're going to talk about Michael Bracewell again but just while you were talking about the bowling experience and and the the plans might not have been exactly what you're after on that wicket Craig McMillan spoke to our morning show this morning and he said that there's enough depth within New Zealand with the New Zealand side that perhaps Trent Bolt won't be needed at the next World Cup. Um, Grant, he's talking shit, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that when you mentioned Trent Bolt, the problem is, and you'll know this, Mitch, is a left armer. Like, it's also the left arm factor. Mm. You know, like, it's something different. We know that players like Rohit Sharma, if you can bowl left arm and swing it back at him, you've got a great chance of getting him out. And he's one of the best in the game. So, you know, you can't replace Trent Bolt. Everyone says, oh, we can replace Bolty. Like, you can't replace him. It's got to be something different. And I think the the worrying thing is that this is this was the first game without a Saudi or a Bolt in the team for uh, mm. since December 2010, I think it was. So, you know, they've been, you know, more than a decade. One of them has been playing, getting wickets up front. And if you can get those wickets up front, you can stifle the flow of runs through the middle. So um, yeah. I don't think we can replace Bolt if he's available. I, you know, I would like to see a little bit more innovation from New Zealand cricket because of, um, you know, the the circuit, the um the, the journeyman sort of game and T20s, I reckon, why can't we put these players on a small retainer and say they're still mm. contracted to New Zealand cricket? You watch their fitness um, and there's certain KPIs that they have to fulfill. So maybe they look at the, the year ahead and they go, well, you should be available for these um, series. And if you are, well, then we'll pay you the small retainer because we want you to play for New Zealand. So why can't we be creative with, um, with, with the contracting system? It seems like it's either... You know, either you're in or you're out. And at the moment, I think, you know, Trent Bolt, even though he might be available, he's probably on the outer. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think with people like Craig McMillan, who's who's based down in Canterbury, knows what kind of conversations may be being have, had behind the scenes, do you think this is the start of the the... I guess the messaging out into the public saying that we might not have him at the next World Cup? Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, let's look at A.B. de Villiers. 
A.B. de Villiers was in a similar situation, wasn't he? And then he would come back. And then before the World Cup, everyone would go, I wonder if A.B. is going to be available or not. And he's like, I'm available. And then they go, we're not picking you. So, um, yeah, I, I think that as an organization, you have to draw a line in the sand. But why do we have to draw that line in the sand? Why can't we sort of try and work out a way that players can do both potentially? And, I, yeah, I, I don't know what those conversations have been like, but it, it doesn't seem that, we're going to miss Balti in the, the test series against England mm. from the sounds of things, uh, which is really sad because, you know, we've got Brendan McCullum bringing a strong and confident England team here for the summer and we're going to be without Trent Bolt. Um, yes, Kyle Jamieson, I think, did, did he come back from injury Just yesterday today. maybe? Yeah, he's today, playing today. Yeah, today. Game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's great to see him back. You know, like when you say replace Bolt, well, you, you can't replace him, but what we can do is find a player that provides something different. You know, there's Jameson who's, you know, seven foot tall, gives you bounce, swings it both ways. Um, you know, that that's a pretty formidable figure that can come back into the team. So um, we we all miss Bolt, obviously, but it's like Kane Williamson. You can't replace Kane Williamson. It's like, how can we do it differently? How can we find different combinations in our team to get um, the result that we want? Hmm. So when you're talking, you know, the possibility or even potentially the likelihood of Trent Bolt not being there, and let's be honest, everything at the moment that we talk about is looking right at that World Cup. India, October, I think there's something like 14 one-dayers the Black Caps are playing between now and then, including the series that they're currently in. From what you're seeing, Grant, do we have the personnel? Are we well enough equipped for this one-day World Cup? I think that when we look at our team, I think, you know, Trent Bolt, we, we, we talk about him. And before I go into the balance of our team, I think that the issue that you've got is that if you select Trent Bolt, you set a precedent. And I think that that's what New Zealand cricket will be scared of. But if you can contract him and say, hey, guys, let's be transparent about this. Trent is going, he's he deserves to go on a, a little sabbatical and go play a few T20 leagues around the world, but he's going to be available for the World Cup because we're paying him to stay fit and mm. we want him to play in this series and that series, then I think that that's transparent. But if you've got someone who goes, I don't want to be contracted this year, but I'm happy to play in the odd World Cup here and there, I think that that's quite a tough precedent to set in terms mm. of the team ethics and team environment. So that that's that, that would be my stance on, on that. And I just think New Zealand cricket need to work with the players probably. Um, in a, a more innovative and creative way with the, the contracts. But when you talk about the team and you say, oh, are we ready? Um, I think at the top, like Finn Allen's exciting. He's amazing. Um, but he's still, you know, he's still finding his way in international cricket. So I think we've got um, a few few holes in the team. Um, that one is not a hole, but it's kind of like, hopefully he gets a lot of experience in the next 14 one days before mm-hmm. the World Cup. And then you've got, Devin Conway's definitely in, Kane Williamson's definitely in, Mitchell's in, Latham's in. So there's your top five. Um, Glenn Phillips, he's definitely in the squad, and Michael Bracewell. Mm. So there's, there's seven players already. Satner picks himself. Lockie Ferguson picks himself. Um, and, uh, um, you know, you've got Southie as well. So I think that, you know, our squad pretty much picks itself. Um, and I think one of the, the best things about our team at the moment is that we've got a off spinning all rounder in Michael Bracewell. So he's done well with the bat now. He's done well with the ball. So we've got someone who we can throw the ball to. So when there were two left handers out there the other day, they threw the ball to Washington Sunda. 
um, who hadn't bowled an over yet, but two left-handers came in, Washington, mm. so no, so we can do the same. And you need to have two really good spin options. My question is, is how can we fit Sodi in the team? He's Sodi takes wickets, man. He takes wickets. He's like having a strike bowler like a Lockie Ferguson. He go, Lockie, get us a wicket. We need a wicket now. Um, and I think every good team has a formidable opening partnership, um, a, a leg spinner, and uh, someone who bowls 150 Ks an hour. And if you've got that finisher, um, as well, that all-rounder, which we've got. You know, we've got Michael Brace. Well, can we fit Glenn Phillips into that lineup as a finisher as well after what he did against Pakistan? Um, so I think we're in as good a shape as we can be to answer your question. And I think that our squad is looking looking solid. And it's about playing those um, players that you think are going to be in your starting lineup as much as possible leading up to the World Cup now. Well, Grant, um, our text machine agrees with you, uh, the Temper Bear Post temp- text machine. Uh, Matt texts her and said, Grant Allett showing more common sense uh, recontracts in, thir- in, his, in 30s than David White in 30 years. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'll, I'll repeat that. <laughs> I'll stuff that up. He said, da- Grant Elliott showing more common sense recontract in 30 seconds than David White has in the last 12 years. So there you go, mate. Maybe you are the new CEO. Get back into that administration realm, mate. <laughs> I don't know about that, Mitchie. Um, I, I don't know about sports administration this stage. Uh, it, uh, it crossed my mind a few years ago, but I think it's 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 quite frustrating. I, I find I I look at cricket as a game, and I look at the the grassroots side of things, and I wonder if you know the game is growing, and I, I doubt it. I, I actually I sort of see the game in New Zealand withering away, but and I just think we need more resource we need more help we need these kids to be excited about playing cricket and mm. i was at riverbend tournament with my kid uh, recently uh zion knew they were playing in the rain it was <laughs> i was out there with hamish marshall we had a squeegee and we we're squeegeeing the pitch and mm. we're playing this game the kids are so hungry for it but we've got to we've got to really look after that and harness it and i don't know i think we've got a very much a top-down approach but how can we have a little bit more balanced approach like a, a bottom-up because we need to grow this game in New Zealand because people like Trent Bolt might not be there for, for very long. We, you know, we have to get them closer to our heroes, get them to love the game, pack the stadiums out. I mean, I was in Hyderabad the other day and Hyderabad was a packed stadium um, for one-day cricket. Where They say one-day cricket's dying. Look at Australia, 10,000 at the, the MCG for England versus Australia in a one-day so, you know, we really have to look after this game and where it's going and, and try and be innovative in the way that we, we spread the word of this game. Grant, I tell you what, when you're uh, the boss of New Zealand cricket, you can take Mitch and I out on the company credit card and we'll help you <laughs> solve all of the game's issues. I really, really appreciate your time. That's a great time. first interview, Grant. Well done. That's the first, <laughs> first step to CEO. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, not yet. Not yet. I've got another 10 years in me. I'd love to hear Danny Morrison's stories on the circuit for a little while longer. <laughs> Good call. Go and enjoy an anchovy salad for us, mate. Thank you so much. Grant Elliott there from Indiara. Macca's feature interview thanks to McDelivery. Staying in to watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery.